Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What are stars? Now, I don't mean the ones that are in the sky that we see normally at night, twinkling above, far out there in space. No. What are stars here on this planet? Are they influencers, celebrities? What is that? Or maybe, just maybe, you're a star listening right now. You have your own environment, your own ecosystem where you thrive, where people want to connect with you. Today on Dr. D's social network, we have Matt and Peter with us from Starsona. Starsona is an awesome site dedicated for stars to directly connect with fans and very unique ways of engagement. So, take the time and listen to something that I think is truly different and we're moving towards very quickly. Matt and Peter, Starsona. concept of uh you know you know starsona started with one of our co-founders uh randy kessler uh you know who represents uh, some well-known clients and this was back in 2000 and uh, 2016 and he noticed this you know ongoing pattern when he was out with his clients you know whether that be you know out at lunches out at dinners just a walk around his office but he would see these, you know, avid fans run up to his clients and say, "Oh my God, can I get a selfie video?" Um, and say, "Of you saying happy birthday to a relative or a friend," and that kind of triggered this uh, kind of idea of what you know, you know, what he referred to or what we refer to as the happy birthday app. And you know, given his profession, he didn't really know how to bring this concept to reality. And so, you know, by through some mutual friends. He brought together myself, uh, Peter, and then one of our other co-founders, and he, you know, he presented this uh, this idea and this proposal. And the way that Randy talks about it, he just has this uh, infectious enthusiasm, which, you know, I, you know, coming out of that me- uh, meeting, uh, I definitely was, uh, you know, jazzed about it and kept, kept uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I know the same was true for Peter. And so what we built and that's kind of where it started you know we we built what was uh, you know again what we called the happy birthday app but what was more meaningful is and what we learned over time was you know her, hearing feedback from you know our customers both uh, what we call stars as well as our fans was the need to, and the desire to connect with their fav- favorite people 
in very meaningful ways. And that kind of broadened out. We started off with just video shout outs, but, you know, with this re- recent release that we launched this year, you know, now, uh, you know, fans can request uh, their favorite stars for a multitude of personalized interactions. You know, it could be video shout outs, could be DMs. Uh, for what we're calling fun stuff, which is awesome uh, social interactions, it runs the gamut and it just doesn't limit how fans and stars, you know, engage and connect with one uh, one another. Interesting. And so, Peter, you came on board a little while after this started becoming a thing. Yeah. So um, Matt and Ren um, uh, were sort of like off working the idea a little bit, and and then I got um, uh, sort of sucked in. And and met with them, and I actually, I literally remember our very first meeting. Uh, we were at our friend's house, the friend who, who who put us all together, and and they were presenting, and and at the time, I literally hated what they presented. <laughs> oh, really? I hated it. <laughs> yeah, because and it was funny because at the, because they had gone down a, a side path where they were thinking about daily active usage. And and they presented actually some really interesting ideas about daily active usage, but I came at it from the fan side, right? I'm a I'm a total fan. like I go to comic book conventions and I go see author talks and 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 I was like the core of this idea isn't about daily active usage, right? Like you know they get that from Instagram and Facebook and and and, and all those other things. This is about a personal connection like the, the 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 celebrity or the star wishing you happy birthday and fundamentally that is a that's a transactional type of thing and therefore it isn't about daily active usage it's about the impact of that one connection and um and so uh uh and so i you know i was literally sitting there as they were presenting this and i was like how do i tell them this in a really positive way and clearly I did it well enough and, and constructive enough that, that uh, a couple of days later I got a call that said, hey, Matt and Ren really liked you. Do you want to get back together with them? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. Let's get back together. But, um, you know, it just shows that like, you know, the early stages of an idea, how you, you know, you sort of have to test these different kinds of things. And, and but for me, the core was always the connection between the fan and the person who had created something that they love. Right. And and that's not about then daily active usage, you know, as an example. Right. 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 So, Matt, what were the what's been the growing pains or the challenges as you started this? So, you know, I think uh, the startup journey is definitely an interesting one. And I think every founder can attest to experiencing the various trials and tribulations throughout their respective journey. And I think for us, we you know, for uh, we've faced our fair share of challenges and struggles, you know, since we kind of launched our sale now. When we first started, you know, the major challenge was accessibility in terms of of could fans have direct access to to stars? And what we are seeing, and it was actually a pretty interesting time for the space that we were in, because there was a cultural shift with the particular kind of social construct from what we're seeing on social media, which was very one to many to something that was more authentic and unique uh, for the indi- individual fan to consume and be a part of. As Peter uh, you know, mentioned, you know, this very personalized one-to-one interaction that we were seeing this movement towards. And you know, our mission was uh, you know, helping to be a part of that transformation. I think uh, more recently, some of the challenges have been around this, uh, the current pandemic 
you know, what we've been witnessing, especially during this, you know, uh, you know, uncertain the time of uncertainty is people craving the need for a meaningful connection with, you know, one another. And, you know, and when I say one another with stars specifically, and obviously with family and friends, but, and loved ones in general, but with, you know, for us as our business, we had, you know, artists, um, you know, who would typically foster these connections in person or musicians uh, having their live gigs that were canceled or postponed until 2021 or, you know, until further notice. Uh, as well as actors filming on locations uh, that were shut down, uh, it was and has been a, dev- a devastating and widespread uh, impact across the globe. And with Starsona, this gives them the opportunity to, you know, engage on a level that would uh, otherwise n- not be happening in person. Yeah, totally. It makes sense completely. Uh, how do you guys define maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not, define like a star. Like if somebody says, I want to be on there, you know, like what does that mean? We, we, we had a debate early on and, and, and uh, we, we came to the decision that it isn't us to decide whether or not you have fans or not, right? Uh, uh, this is the, like, like anybody can sign up for Starsona if they believe they have fans. We, we, we support, right? We're a platform for people who have fans to be able to connect with those fans. And, um, and, and that, you know, and so we end up with people who are, you know, sort of super famous household names and people mm-hmm. who 10,000 people know who they are. But if those 10,000 people are real fans, that person can make money because those fans want to support that person. And, and so we don't decide whether or not you have fans and we call, you know, what, one of the, the, the interesting problems was we we're like, well, what do we call all of these people? Yeah. Right. Because you can't call an athlete a creator and you can't call a creator or an influencer an artist or an actor and actors. You don't call like they all they're all sort of their individual thing. And so, you know, we started with, well, maybe we call them celebrities. But but even then, that that has a certain sort of reality show type of uh, a sort of nomenclature to it. And so I still think we haven't found the perfect word for it, but. But, you know, we sort of landed on stars because of John Lennon. And um, uh, I don't know if you know the song Instant Karma. I do. Right. But, you know, he talks about who do you think you are? A superstar. Well, right. You are. (laughs) Right. And and like nobody minds being called a star. (laughs) Right. And so let's be positive. This is sort of a positive thing. And so and and to us, you're our customer. We're, We're here to serve you. You're a star to us. And, um, and so, and, and I think that's, that's part of the intent that we've had from the very beginning is to enable anybody who has fans to create joy for those fans and make money while they do it. So what are the mechanics of it? Say someone listens to this, they're like, I'm a star. I'm definitely a star. (laughs) I'm going to sign up. What happens when the the process for them? Sure. Yeah. So you know, if they, if they, you know, I mean, yeah, come to persona.com uh, and you'll get, you know, you can get all the information there, but you start, they can, uh, the stars can start the onboarding process and start to set up their account. Um, you know, it's pretty simple, pretty streamlined, uh, you know, workflow and onboarding process. And we have a dedicated team, uh, which we call the Starsona concierge that helps stars if they need it. Um, with every step of the process, you know, to help them, guide them if they have any questions. Uh, you know, our, our system is very robust. And like we said, you know, we enable STARS to offer, 
you know, offer products, you know, that fit their brand, their personality, and that their fans actually want and want to consume. So, you know, sometimes we have stars that, you know, have, they have, you know, a little trouble trying to figure out, you know, what products to offer, what price range. Our concierge is definitely help, there to help. And, you know, beyond that, we also help them to promote their own storefront. And that's the key part of this is, you know, they have an existing fan base and followership. And to tap into that that's already present and there for them is super powerful for them. You know, when they broadcast, hey, I'm on Starsona, come get this personalized interactions from me and experiences from me, you know, it it has an impact on his, on their fans and, and, and thus more requests. Yeah. So, well, so one, one of the things I'll add is, yeah. is, is I can literally create a storefront now in about six minutes. Oh, wow. Right? We made it incredibly easy. And most of that is, is like, do I have the right... Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, headshot or, you know, what's the graphic that I want to use, you know, sort of kind of a thing. It's almost all check boxes and put a price. So for example, if you want to offer to your fans the ability to interact with them on social media. So we have a, a ton of stars who are like, look, I will like and comment on your, in- your public Instagram post. Oh, I see. And, and in order to do that, it's literally a checkbox and then they just set the price to do it. So they hit a check and and they say you know whatever it is however much they also want to charge for that and boom they can offer it and so it's incredibly easy to 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 set up your storefront and we've worked really hard to make it incredibly easy um, uh, and and as I said and then we've got the concierge team to sort of help out uh, uh, if need if needed. What are the ingredients that you guys have seen so far? that makes a successful star. That was a rhyme. I didn't mean that. That just came out that way. <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> you know, I think um, some of the, uh, the key indicators to for star success has been, you know, their fan engagement. And, and not only that, but also the, the, the products that they do offer. You know that cater to the inter- to pique the interest of the fans that you know do follow them. But I think uh, fan engagement is a key, one of our biggest key indi- indicators, in terms of you know a, a star could have you know a very little following, and one of our you know mo- one of our more successful stars has no more than I think twelve thousand followers, but he consistently gets you know f- a multitude of requests because his. His uh, fans are very much engaged with, you know, his social media. They when he posts, they they like not only like, but they also comment and really engage and react to what he's, uh, you know, posting and what he's all about. So I think that's one of the, you know, a very good indicator of success. Yeah, we've been surprised at we at our inability to predict who's going to do really well. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we're getting better at it, but. But fundamentally, at first we thought it was it was well. How many Instagram followers do they have, as an example, or how many? And it turns out that that followers does not equal fans. Interesting. And I think a lot of people feel that way, though, that they get this many people is going to equate to success. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just we have not seen that to be the case, right? And and as we talk to particularly people in the music industry, they really understand that there's this difference between sort of people who might listen to your music and, and what they call hard ticket buyers, hmm. right? Like meaning people will then pay to go see a show yeah. back when we had shows. Right. And, uh, and, and so that's the, you know, that's the, the difference is um, uh, people who have fans and people who then sort of promote to their fans and are comfortable promoting do really well. 
and people who just have followers might do somewhat well. And, and again, that's all on a relative basis because some people just have different expectations, right? Um, uh, for some of our stars, you know, if it doesn't, if they're not making a hundred thousand dollars or more, it doesn't matter to them. And for other of our stars, if they make a thousand dollars, it's meaningful. Right. And so yeah. again, it all depends on sort of where you are in the, in, in, in the ecosystem and, and what matters to you, but we're happy to serve both. Have you guys seen that there's maybe a certain, um, you know, uh, industry that's more successful than others, or it's just kind of random with it? I, I want to say it's random. We do have, um, you know, certain uh, industries that uh, perform better and those that are always interchangeable, you know, week over week, but, you know, um, our, our musician category, our musician industry does very well. Uh, social uh, influencers does really well as well. Um, athletes um, from time to time, um, and actor in the actor category. So it kind of runs the gamut, and you know, those, but those uh, four industries are usually our kind of leaders uh, when it comes to um, you know requests and engagement. Is there uh, maybe a trending industry potentially, or something you see in the future that may be more successful, or that maybe people aren't thinking about? It's less about actually sort of industry. The fascinating thing, or one of the many fascinating things about this business that we're in is we have been witness to the rise of an entirely new product category. Mm. And that just doesn't happen very often. And it's unbelievably exciting, right? Like, so so what, what do I mean by that? Um, let's start with, if you think through how to... How Let's just look at it from a a star's point of view, or a celebrity's point of view, or an actor, athlete, artist, influencer, or whatever, however you want to start talking, right? Like from their point of view, how did they make money, right? How, how did they they make enough money to be able to keep doing what it is that they do? Um, the first way is they make money by doing the thing that they do, right? If they're an athlete, they get paid by their team, or you know, if they're a tennis player, they win in sort of enough matches to be able to sort of make money. Um, if they're a musician, you know, from people listening to their music or going to concerts, right? So the first thing that's always been there is they make money from doing the things that they do. The second way has always been they make money from the fame that comes with doing the thing that they do. And, and if you break that down, the classic way used to be just sponsorships and endorsements. Right. Right. And so for like the longest time you had sponsorships and endorsements, what you didn't have was them converting their fame into money through directly connecting to a fan. Meaning in, in almost none of what I just said, did the money come directly from the fan to the artist or actor or athlete, mm. right? So, so if you think if you're an athlete, do you know, like, is the fan paying you? No, the fan is buying tickets to a game and the team is yeah. then paying, right? If you're, if you're a music artist, is the fan paying you? No, they're buying a record, like, like there was never the direct payment from, you know, the only exception maybe being fan clubs if you were like the biggest of the big stars kind of a thing. And, yeah. and all of that has changed in the last three years, four years at most. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and what's changed is the rise of, of companies like us, Starsona, or Patreon or Kickstarter or some of these others where for the first time, people who have fame are able to take money directly from the, their fan. And, 
And that's just, as I said, that's new. You you saw it on the edges, uh, uh, like going to comic conventions and selling a signature kind yeah. of a thing, or you know, so but like memorabilia, but maybe more like right that. memorabilia. And even then, you you know, it was sold to somebody else, and then the memorabilia was sold by them. Like you know, there, there's yeah, these kind yeah. of things, right? And so you saw it on the edge, but you know, Patreon as an example, where where uh, they're taking money directly from fans, right? The fans are still paying them. Patreon did over $500 million last year Ooh. and they're going to blow that number away this year, right? Partly because so many people turned to Patreon because of COVID and, and Kickstarter publishes their numbers. If you take just the creative categories, meaning don't include all the technology or people making your next shirt or wallet or sort of like anything like that, just the creative categories you know, Kickstarter, last I looked, they'd raised over $730 million. And again, the difference in these things is the money is going directly from the fan to the famous person, right? And again, I use famous carefully, right? Like right. to the star, <laughs> to the, like, like some of these people are, 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 you know, sort of famous in their field or just famous to their fans, right? Like, you know, again, we would call you a star, Right, because you have fans. There are people who listen to what you do and who pay attention to you, and they're fans of yours. And so, you know, and and, and so, but like to think about just in those two, it's well over a billion dollars of money coming. Like it just didn't exist seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. Right. And and so, and then a company like us too, right? Where where you're getting sort of all these personalized interactions, which is again money coming directly from fans. It's just new, and so. And so that's the thing when you start talking about like, what do we see that's coming is this is just now becoming accepted. It, I, I sort of liken it to, do you remember when selling music to a commercial was considered selling out? Right. Or like the Rolling Stones or something like that. Right. Or, yeah. I remember that whole thing. Yeah. Right. Like it was all like, yo, you're a sellout. I would never sell my music to a commercial. Yeah. Well, there was this cultural change that's happened over time where now everybody wants to sell their music to a commercial, right? Like, <laughs> right. right. Everybody wants to do it because it's, it's just an, it's an accepted way of, of supporting the work that you do and, and making money. And, and so we're seeing this sort of cultural shift towards it's totally okay to offer these, you know, these direct connections to fans or personalized interactions to fans. And, and and pretty soon everybody's going to do it because it's just like you can see the the dam is already broken and now it's simply a matter of 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 the world catching up right um and so that's the thing that has just fascinated me over the last few years as we've been doing this is you just don't see a new category all that often it's really right. cool right it's a similar thing usually kind of recycled over and over again right um right. And I remember that thing you were talking about because I think sometimes the artists would say, oh, it's artistic integrity. I don't want to sell to the right. corporate person, right. this machine, and they don't understand the art behind it, you know? Um, and you said the cultural change. I would love to dive deeper in that. Like, let's say like, you know, uh, like a U2 or a Rolling Stones or anybody, what is specifically... Is it just purely monetary or is it just like, hey, I got to make money this way. The industry's shifting, whatever it's in. This is just a new way versus holding on to like my values behind it or something. Yeah. And, and Matt, feel free to sort of chime in. But, you know, Matt knows that I'm totally passionate about this topic. So, um, yeah, the, the I think, look, you know, we're, we understand that it is 
unlikely that the really like the Rolling Stones are not going to offer personalized interactions to their fans, right. because right they they don't want that money, they don't need that money, and their time if you think there's really matters of time, that's just not how they want to spend their time. They, you know, they're selling out stadiums, right? We're for everybody else, and and then eventually we'll be for people like the Stones just to because they'll do it for charity. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and sort of everything. But, but, but we think of our target audience as, as not being that, you know, sort of that, the, like, like the iconic, like the stones and you too. Gotcha. But, but even then, you know, it took, you know, I haven't gone back and really studied when did the cultural change, but I know one of the like, iconic moments was when the stones sold start me up to Microsoft windows. I remember that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and all of a sudden, and yeah, Microsoft paid them millions of dollars, right? You know, for for Start Me Up, but it was a change because all of a sudden, right? I mean, this was the Stones, right, coming out of the '60s, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they were willing to sell a song, and it still took I don't know how many years after that for it to become like what it is today, where you know if people can get into an Apple commercial, they are like jumping for joy, yeah. uh, uh, but. But I think it is like these moments that people see, and and I think in 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 this particular case, um, uh, uh, it's been building for a long time, and and it as I said, a lot of people who are famous in their field are the ones who are adopting this, and and in fact, when you see, you know, some of the Kickstarter, I'm sorry, some of the Patreon ones, you know, people who are making now hundreds of thousands of dollars through subscriptions from their fans, all of a sudden they're like, wow, this is a way I can support my work. Right. And yeah. and then when they add on top of it, selling these personalized interactions to their fans and they make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever it is, like between those two, like offering a subscription thing to my fans and offering personalized interactions it's a really good way to make a living where you can do the things that you want to do. And it's very fan positive. And so, and, and I just think everybody now sees that and, and it just slowly becoming more and more accepted as everybody sees how great it is. And, and, and again, how they can support what it is that they do in a very real way. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Matt, what is the appetite? that people of us uh, seems to always have had f- to connect with stars per se. Yeah. If you go back, uh, you know, this, uh, concept of fandom, uh, fandom has, you know, spanned, you know, a hundred years, everyone always want to have, you know, that be, have the, you know, for, you know, front row seat in terms of what stars are doing and, and try to engage with them. And until recently over the past, what, uh, five, 10 years, you know, uh, you know, a, you know, a fan could tap, so to speak, tap on a, a, a star's shoulder, but they're not necessarily going to tap you back. And what Peter, you know, uh, you know, what Peter was uh, alluding to in terms of accessibility, that the, and that opening it up recently, that has just caused you know even more desire to have these authentic and personalized interactions with these stars. It's just it's been booming, uh, to say the least. Is there? Uh just thinking about other aspects of it, is there a danger to so much accessibility to a person? I don't know if you guys thought about this or maybe, oh, maybe I'm- not, you know, I just wonder the other side of it potentially, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, we want to make sure that we are intermediary between fan and star interactions. We want to make sure that both parties are always, they always feel and are always kept safe in their own regards. No, no, 
personal or private information is every shared ever shared with uh, um, each other. It's always you know through the Starsona platform, and we we you know we want to make sure that uh, it's a safe uh, and positive experience on both sides. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially with um, you know we're seeing the rise of um, different technologies and how that continually creates more and more access with people. So I would think safety would be a huge part of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We are we are a platform for people who have fans to, and I use the word sell, and we should talk, we should talk about that, sell personalized interactions yeah. to those fans. Um, but the, but we, so we think really hard about what is that experience for the person who has fans, the star. And, you know, for example, they can reject any request for any reason. We would never ask them to do something that they don't feel comfortable with. And, uh, and if the request is abusive in some way, shape, or form, they have an easy way to tell us so that we can then go back to the fan and figure out, do we need to ban that fan or just coach that fan? Sometimes, you know, like whatever it is uh, um, uh, uh, sort of around it. But but honestly, we've had far more interactions where everything is unbelievably positive. That's great. And, 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 and you know, sort of like the exception case has been on the sort of like safety negative side. And, and that's what everybody hears about because like, that's always like sort of the, the one-off, you know, kind of a thing. But, you know, I literally, we've had interactions and, and Matt and I get the gift of, we can see you across all these interactions. Like there've been ones that have been, that have brought me to tears. Wow. Right. Like, like, no, no, like there was one and, and I wouldn't, would never say sort of who it is, but basically the fan the fan was experiencing, um, uh, uh, they were basically fighting depression and yeah. they knew the, they knew the star had also fought it. And so there was an interaction between the two that was just touching and, and supportive. And it would never have happened if not for a platform like Starsona. And, and, you know, those are the days when you just sit there and you're like, I just love what we do. Yeah. That's amazing. So it feels like this is a very personal um, endeavor for both of you guys. It it became that, right? And 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 it can. I mean, of course, when you're you know you're spending seven days and every moment thinking about like how do I make this thing work? Right, the startup yeah. life you choose, right? It sort of becomes that. But but I just love the fact that Starsona is a happiness business, right? I mean, what we do is happy to everybody. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's just, it is, it, it certainly makes it easier to get through the days when you're like, Oh my God, this is so hard. <laughs> like, what do we do? Yeah. Right. And, um, uh, uh, and there are those days because, you know, in every startup business and in every new business, um, like that, that's it. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 it's great to sort of be able to enable to do this. And of course there's a bunch that are just like, Hey, happy birthday. Right. Or right, you know, right. like, we look, we have stars who sell playlists. Like they make a playlist for their fan. And, you know, is that touching? No, but like, if I think the gift of music is a great gift. Right. And so, yeah, so it's, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. I mean, it sounds, it sounds really amazing. Do you feel that this personalized interaction is just going to become greater and greater as we continue to move into the future here? Oh, absolutely. I think we're seeing these tailwinds that this is going to not only continue, but also accelerate. 
again, going back to the accessibility and the uh, acceptability as well of these uh, these fan to star interactions, it's just going to become more and more prominent with, uh, you know, just a, a, on the fan side, being able to request some amazing things from their favorite stars, but then also on the star side, being able to, you know, get, you know, engage and supercharge their fan engagement, so to speak. Where are you seeing most of your fans coming to the site from? Is it pretty just all over or, and how are they finding out about it? Directly from the star. So, so we are, we, we are a platform that enables stars to offer these interactions, but just like, again, I, I use Patreon because I think we're, we're, we're complementary to them in so many ways. Um, uh, uh, the the expectation is that this this is the stars store, and 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 so they have to bring people to their store, and and the great thing is they have amazing access to their people right like be, between Instagram and Facebook and podcasts and and you know so like they have all the, they have this amazing access to their fans so it's not very hard for them they have much better access to the fans than we ever would, and so. Uh, uh, and so almost all of it comes, I would say, and I haven't looked, Matt, you correct me, but I would say 85% of the traffic to our site goes directly to a star's page. Hmm. Right. Meaning it isn't that people go to, I mean, we do have some people who go, right. They go to starsona.com and they search for a star that sort of fits because they know they want an experience. But, but the vast majority is, is a star says, you know, this is how to go get an interaction with me. And then fans click through from an Instagram, Facebook Live, uh, Twitter, um, uh, increasingly TikTok, Snapchat, like whatever it is. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so we 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 try to recede into the background, right? Like this is in the fundamentally this is, you know, this would be Doctor D's storefront, right? This is your store, and 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 we so you know we we support you and uh, and 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 we enable it, but. But the 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 traffic uh, comes from you telling your fans that this is how to interact with you. And, so and also that's coming from, directly from them. Then it's directly from the stars. But does Star Sona do, do any marketing for the stars, or is it just direct? So we work with them, uh, as we uh, you know mentioned. Uh, we have a Star uh, Star Sona concierge available to all of our stars on the platform to help them, um, you know, with their marketing and promotional needs when they're ready to, you know, broadcast out to their fan base that, Hey, come get these awesome experiences on Starsona. Um, yeah, we, we help them in turn, in terms of giving them the tools and tools, whether that's uh, coaching or some actual marketing assets, um, that they can uh, post on their respective social media channels. And, and we do do some of our own marketing to be clear, Right. And, and, you know, when a star who works with us drops a new single, like we'll tell people about it because we want to support our stars and, yeah. uh, uh, and, and, you know, and then I'm sort of along with it, be like, Oh, and by the way, if you want to DM them about this single, this is the place where you're going to, you know, to go where you can get a response. Um, uh, and, uh, and so we do our own, but again, what we uh, like, it just pales. What we learned early on is what we can do pales compared to what they can do because they yeah. have so much better access. Right. Yeah. You're leveraging their star power, obviously, for yeah. that. Well, or, or more specifically, they're leveraging their own. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, like, like we, we, we try to, you know, we, we always like the language. It's really sort of fascinating is like, like when you talk to our, 
to our to our customers. Like they talk about it as their storefront. It's my page, right? It's my storefront or my store or my personalized interaction store. Like, you know, it's not, oh, I have a profile on Starsona. It's not this third party thing. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of Shopify. Yes. Right? Like we're the Shopify for personalized interactions. And so nobody says I'm on Shopify. Right, right. Right? Everybody says, like, you go to my my store and it's run by Shopify and it's my Shopify store. Sometimes you'll hear people say, but nobody's on Shopify. And and in the same way, people are not on Starsona, right? It's it's you go to my my store and we're just, you know, we're, as I said, we're literally like a Shopify, but for personalized interactions. Do you guys see that there um, has been any um, kickback from maybe, say, PR representatives and publicists, you know, those types are like, well, where do I fit into this? Because then the stars are promoting themselves through things like that. Have you seen any of that kickback? Not really. The publicists literally just want the, they they want the best for their client, right? To be publicized. Um, And so, you know, they want to make sure that it's good publicity, right? And, and, and sort of good things. But again, the beautiful thing about what it is that our stars are offering is it's so positive, right? It's these great interactions. And so, um, and so we haven't seen it, you know, it's been interesting. We started talking to agents early on and what we found mm-hmm. is actually managers are better, right? Because right, managers tend to share in the revenue right. of their clients, right? Kind of a thing. And agents were fine with us, but th- they didn't make money off of us. Right. And, and although I think that's changing because again, the definition of what is an agent versus a manager really does right. differ depending on, you know, we're talking sports or music or so whatever. So, um, so we haven't seen anybody who's against it. Um, uh, uh, other than, uh, you know, again, there's this sort of, you know, sense of the cultural change around offering personalized interactions, which we're, we've just seen so rapidly change. Um, uh, but whether they make money off of it, which matters in terms of how they spend their time, really does depend on the job that they have. Interesting. Have you guys seen a rise in, you know, like what I do with podcasting or podcasters, that that is becoming uh, an aspect that you're seeing more people get on Star Sona that are doing things like what I do? I mean, it's a huge industry now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and what I'd say is... Um, uh, we have we've just literally started talking about podcasters, and and because I do think they have fans, and and I think we're great. And 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 podcasters like everybody else are looking for, you know, how do I take the fame that comes with being a good podcaster, and and monetize it in a positive way that also allows me to manage my time well, and um, and we never shy away from sort of talking about monetization. Right and and sort of mm-hmm. making money and so, um, and so yeah, I I think we would be awesome for podcasters, um, because it's so positive and and um, and again we've been talking about money and and let me just sort of share the fundamentally charging is positive friction, and what I mean that or maybe you call it necessary friction, hmm. and what I mean by that is as soon as you start getting to a place where you have a a, a level of fandom. If you offer it all for free, meaning if you respond to every DM request, if you respond to every Instagram reach out, rapidly you get overwhelmed and you just stop. 
right? Like most people that I, I, I know, like they just get requests all the time. Like I was, you know, we were talking to an influencer the other day and, and, and they're in the music industry and they were like, yeah, people are always coming to me and be like, which equipment should I buy? And what do I do? And, and they're trying to tap into their advice kind of a thing. Yeah. And that just takes a lot of time. And to give that for free just becomes really, really hard. And, and so the great thing about, you know, so that person, they were talking about the reason why they, they signed up to, to create a Starsona storefront was this is now an easy way for them to respond that says, hey, I'd be happy to do that. But this is where to go ask, you know, this is where to go put in your request. And, 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 and by charging for their time, it all of a sudden makes it easy for them to do. And this is what I mean by the necessary friction, meaning a lot of them just stop and then they don't offer it at all because they, they can't monetize it. And because they can't monetize it, they have to spend their time doing the thing that's going to, you know, feed their family. And, um, uh, and so, and so all of a sudden this makes it like this easy way to just be like, yes, I'd be happy to do that, but support me. And that phrase support me is incredibly powerful. And so, and Mm. I think a lot of podcasters are now hitting that point where they have a lot of fans, but putting together a podcast is work. Work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's funny, like, uh, Deborah, who sent you guys to me, who I love Deborah. She's been awesome at sending me people all the, she's just, she's just awesome. And she's like telling me about your guys' thing. And she's like, you should do it, Darren. You have all these fans and stuff. I was like, I don't know. I think sometimes for me, I I wonder, Matt, do you guys get people who are like, who have hesitancy about charging that, you know, you talked about the necessary friction, people overcoming that idea of that. Sure. Yeah. There, we, we have seen some people who are a little reluctant because they feel weird about uh, you know, charging uh, their followers or their fans for for such experiences and items. But as Peter mentioned, we don't shy away from that conversation. It's just a way for them to enable and what we, we think of it as, you know, what is worth their time? You know, at, if we're using podcasting as an example, it takes work. You know, there's time vested that you spend, you know, building out the content, recording it, uh, doing some editing and uh, making that content available. You know, it's just more of what it's, what you're worth in terms of your time. Um, but, you know, I think in those conversations, uh, you know, with these people that, who are, that are that may be reluctant, which is not that many, they get it. They totally understand. And we give them the, you know, the, the control and the freedom to charge whatever they want. So if they want to charge less, they can do that. They set their own price. They do all these experiences on their own terms. Um, you know, and if they want that, we give, we have the tools and mechanisms for them to, you know, provide discounts if they want to spin it that way as well. So, yeah. What, one of the, 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 the misunderstandings of fans that, that, that sort of people who are, who, who are sort of up and coming and, or, you know, sort of established, but still sort of feel this, this, this little bit of discomfort is fans actually want to support their creators. Mm, right. Right. And, and the problem is they don't know how. Right, like watching somebody's YouTube video gives them what a fraction of a penny. <laughs> Streaming right. their song, right? Listening to them on, uh, you know, sort of like listening to their podcast is like they know that you don't make any money from this, and but they want you to keep doing it. And in many ways, it's a thank you. Right? Like, how do I say thank you? Right, and and support you in a way, and and so like there are a lot of fans who get that, but but creators don't give them any way to do it. Yeah. Good point. Right. And so, and so, well, how do you do it? Well, give them a personalized interaction. Right. And so that's, 
that like they they sort of like get that. And again, not all fans are going to do that. Not all fans can afford it. Not all fans want that. But there absolutely are fans who are like, I want to support you. Just give me away, right? Like, give me a way that's easy and where I get something cool. And uh, uh, and and you sort of like you just have to sort of like get over that and try it. And the beautiful thing is, if you still want to interact with people for free, you can. It's not like you can't. Right, but but if you push people to this, uh, uh, it we've just found it's incredibly positive. But uh, agreed, it is like this mental thing, and 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 eventually what'll have is we just become culturally expected, and we're not there yet, but we're close actually. Where it's just like a cultural expectation that you're offering personalized interactions as a way for fans to support you. It does feel close, actually. It really does. Like you said, that shift has been happening, and you're seeing more and more of that as almost people are becoming their own social media channels themselves. They're, they're using these other platforms, but in a sense, they're becoming even more personalized worlds of themselves. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, more and control. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, honestly, it's one of the big reasons why I created my podcast, Dr. D's Social Network, because I want to have my own network of people that I want to interact with and continue to, to build and grow a community with it. And I'm seeing more of that with personalized apps and things of that nature. This feels like it's just, it's part of that universe and, and that you're capitalizing on that, on that trend that's moving towards that way. Yeah, Absolutely. Fantastic. Guys, this is awesome stuff. I mean, it's it's great to learn and understand what people are passionate about and what they're doing. I'm very thankful Deborah sent you guys my way. It's it's a lot to think about and I think wonderful for a lot of people to check out and listen to. So thank you for your time, both you guys. Oh, thank oh, you. For- thank you for yeah. I really appreciate you guys and uh we will be in touch. Fantastic. Thanks, Dr. D. This was awesome. Right. Really appreciate thank you. it. Great. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text DONUT to 66866 to sign up today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone. So you want to invest in companies that can do as much for the world as your portfolio. But how do you find them? At Fidelity, we research, we dig, we turn over rocks, and we seek out companies that are successful, not in spite of their commitment to sustainability, but because of it. Want to get clarity on your sustainable investing? Fidelity can help bring it all into focus. 
Visit fidelity.com slash sustainable to learn more. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today.